up, cool save chicks? It's your girl Day. I'm Denisa. This is Lauren. And I'm Ayana. And you're tuned into Saved Girl Secrets. Hello, ladies. Hola. Hola, como esta? Bien. <laughs> e too? So lately we have been like on a roll, which I love just discussing different things um, spiritually, whether that's like how you discern something or what that process is. And then we also just had an episode where we were talking about we ended kind of talking about gifts. Mm -hmm. And I remember like putting in our text group that I really wanted us to talk about, like um, trusting the God in your gifts. Mm hmm. Now, this is something like God has been dealing with me on probably for the last year and a half. And it, I realized that, um, you know, sometimes not necessarily self-effort, but some of my insecurities were settled in the very things that I'm called to do. So and I was like, how in the world do I combat this? Like, how am I insecure in something that I know God has told me to do or mm. that I love doing? I just can't share it with people just yet. Right. I run from it so in the opposite direction, but I have such a love for it. Like, mm-hmm. what is going on? And then God was like, you know, you don't trust me. And I'm like, yes, I do. You know, like, you know, I had an attitude. I'm like, I don't trust you. I didn't spend. Do, 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 do. I didn't invest it. Do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. Like, is that? We not- love, we love telling God what we didn't do. <laughs> okay. Oh, don't you see my effort? Listen, we will. Oh. Run, I'll run down a list in a minute because yesterday. <laughs> Oh, Ayana hit it right on the head. But yes. I was literally like running him down a whole list of things that I was saying, you know, display my trust in. Mm-hmm. And he literally was, it checked me so quick. And he was like, that's your self effort. You're not trusting me with cultivating the gifts that are inside you. Mm-hmm. So what happened, I'm just going to speak from experience, right? So I would have like different things, like speaking engagements. I would decline. I cannot tell y'all, you know, our, why? Uh, I, you want me to get in front of, and I love people. <laughs> No, really, that's how I would talk to God. Like, what? you know, like you really want me to like first of all, I ain't got the personality for that. That's how I feel, right? That's like, a lie. I, right. I, I know that's I know that now, mm-hmm. but like coming from my background, how I'm raised, like, mm-hmm. you know, there's just not you don't see women like that have a personality like I do display those things publicly. Mm-hmm. You may see that when you get home and you with your family and you with your girls, mm-hmm. but out in public is I, I wanna I, we not just gonna speed right past that. So I would like to dig into what do you mean woman a woman like me? Um, I'm loud for one, okay. right? And I I have a she gift. She's not even loud, but go ahead. She I'm, is though. I am loud. I, there's nothing wrong with that. There's not now oh, I've come to, to agree. And there's another thing. I think because we all loud so you don't see it. True. True. I didn't think I was loud. But you are. <laughs> and <laughs> here we are. When you're I mean, it, We're vocal. We're vocal. Very right? vocal. And then compared to other people or even I guess I I think I know where you're going. Like, let's say, because you said where you're from and your background. I can understand because a lot of times, especially with old school folk or whatever, it's like you're seen and not heard. Or Mm -hmm. if you are walking in some type of gift when it comes to ministry, you you look a certain way, which we talked about before. Let's talk about it again. That's what I want to dig into. In case this is a person first episode, like let's dig into when you say a woman like me. Yeah. What does that mean? Especially for women listening who in their minds would consider themselves what you consider yourself is a woman like you. First of all, I wish y'all could see them. We got to get more video. <laughs> this, is, this is, but what I will say is someone who, to your point, is vocal. And I will also say that it's when I believe in something, when God has told me something, I don't care what you have to say about it. You're going to hear what I have to say and we're going to discuss it. 
like somebody being dismissive or telling me something, you know, or, you know, disagreeing or whatever. It doesn't bother me, but we're going to talk about it. You know, there are some people that are very passive. I'm not a passive person. You know, I'm not even going to play like I am. I'm not going to be cute. And oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Because this is what the Lord has said to me. So in my mind, that's not accepted uh, globally or publicly or in a workspace. I had to get used to someone like me showing up and having conversations where that really was abnormal. Mm -hmm. So not just, you know, in ministry, I'm talking about like my just how I move in life. Right. And when I say back home, like, first of all. I'm a bony and I'm a haze. And I know y'all like, what? But that's just the bloodline. So if you go back home and you see somebody, you're like, oh, she, that's the, such and such daughter. You already know how they roll. You know what I mean? Like it's those types of conversations. Mm-hmm. But I felt like there was never a, a sense of, oh, you know, being bold for the Lord and having a personality. Right. You know, not shrinking back and that being okay. And being mm-hmm. like a cookie cutter. Exactly. Nice and sweet. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And actually in my scripture journals, I'm like, you know, this is not for the perfect patty because that's just not who I am. That's not the ministry that I I have. That's not the gifting that I have. Right. So literally God showed me that there is not necessarily, I hate, I'm not going to say I hate, but not an audience, but those are the women that I am called to. Women who are shakers and movers and who have a voice and aren't afraid or shy away from using that voice. Right. But I felt in the arenas that which I would get, you know, speaking engagements are people just reaching out to me. I'm like, oh, that ain't for me. Like you, you don't want me there because I'm not going to be like the rest of them. That's on your panel. You know what I mean? Like things like that. Right. But it was an insecurity. I'm over here like, oh, nah, that ain't for me. Whole time it is because there's someone in the room that needs to see someone like me. Yeah. There's someone in the room that needs to hear and see a reflection of them represented to know that it's okay. Right. And what the Lord was also showing to me was like the moment you sit on your gifts and you don't cultivate them, they never really reach the community of people that they are for. Right. right? A lot of times, you know, we think about our gifts. You think about your, ourselves because right now it's really popular to get the bag. Right. Use your gift to make money. Use your gift to do whoop do whoop do When the whole time our gifts are amplified when we start to cultivate them. And when you start to cultivate, and I say cultivate, but that's literally God like working me out of my insecurity of speaking publicly. Publicly working me, you know, out of sharing the gospel, being afraid to share the gospel. And I because there was a picture in my mind of what that looked like. Like, I don't want to preach. That's just not something that I want to do. Right. But I will, you know, feed your spirit so good in a conversation to where after we leave, you can go look up that scripture. Mm-hmm. You gonna, you know what I mean? Like, right. that's a different form of ministry. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to talk with you all to see if there was ever a point where you felt like your gifts weren't being matured or cultivated or like how did you get to a point to trust the gift that God put on the inside of you? When she asked the question, I immediately <laughs> for some years <laughs> I would say. Um, okay, so different things about me. I, I am a creative. When I'll just give y'all a quick spill of my background. Growing up, I love art. I grew up to I, I used to draw all the time, paint, all of that. I went to uh, performing arts and magnet uh, schools and all of that type of stuff. I wanted to be in graphic design, but I didn't want to go to school, so that didn't happen. Ended up being a hairstylist, which is another form of art, blah, 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 all of that. But in ministry, um, when I first started serving in ministry, I was 18. And another side that I love is administrative stuff. Like I love being organized and I love, you know, just just all that type of stuff. And... um. I remember um, that was what I was used for in ministry when I first started serving and which was cool. 
But when it came to the creative side, it was like, ah, yeah, 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 that's cool. You know, but we want you to do this or that's your gift. And I used to be like, no, <laughs> like you're not gonna, you, and, and, you're not gonna well, tell me. You're not right. gonna tell me. Like, and at first, I used to just be like, oh, whatever, you know, blah blah blah. And ultimately, I realized that you know certain people were putting me in a box for their advantage because mm. it was like, no, I want you to do this because this is how I can benefit off of what you do mm. like the organization side the making sure all this stuff the filling out those documents the da -da -da -da, all of that you yeah. do really good at that so stick to doing that we got the creative people over there to do that and i used to be like um it wasn't until actually when we started shift because i transitioned out of another ministry where i was able to really bring both sides together because when we first started shift, it was just me and Sylvester. Like we literally put out a SOS like, hey, young adults of our church, like, hey, you want to come and serve, blah, blah, blah. But in the beginning, the groundwork and the, the foundation of the ministry, creative and administratively, were was really both of us really figuring it out. And that's when I was really able to go back and tap into my creative side and the gifts that God gave me. Because I was like, I, you didn't give me this and this desire to be creative and to want to do. And then the crazy thing is outside of ministry, I was still doing YouTube. I knew how to edit video, all that type of stuff. But they didn't want to use that. They just wanted to use me administratively. And I was mm. like. But I know how to shoot video. I know how to edit video. I know how to. And those you know, are important skills. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and gifts. Okay. Yeah. I know how to. I know how to do a lot of things. And then, and then, what? One thing that irked me, like, I love my husband, and I love how you know people compliment him and all of that. But don't think that something that like I remember people, people used to be like, "Oh, that video was real nice." Did Sylvester do it? No, I did the video. <laughs> And uh, ooh, I did it. Me. <laughs> Me. Alone. <laughs> by, myself. by myself. You know, like like everything creative he would get the credit for. I really got to stop yelling because he's peeking <laughs> and everything. Y'all, don't let me yell no more. It's all good. But yeah, he would get the create uh, the credit for the creative stuff. And I used to be like, so you y'all really just see me as the, like, is that how y'all view women? Mm. Like, that's how I used to come off. I, I don't think that was it. I think no, that, no, no. The people, <laughs> the, 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 from my remembrance of the people, some uh -oh. of them were like that. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, maybe they know Baku. You know, he's he's a graphic artist. Maybe that's why he won in graphic design. That well, that girl, they tried yeah. you. I know you ain't. Look at that, y'all. They tried. He didn't start doing. You said he didn't start doing design until shift. And it's why <laughs> it's some of your influence as well. So it's yeah. like the person that you think actually Baku comes to mind when I think about trusting that God in your gifts all the yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, you know, just him sharing, you know, his walk and yeah. his journey. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but um, <laughs> definitely I that's why when I see people, especially women, it like it really it, my heart goes out for women who like especially those women who constantly get put into a box and feel like they're not able to really express themselves and be who they are. Yeah. I'll be sitting there like, uh, -uh girl, no, mm -mm, we ain't finna do that. You need to be who you are. Yeah. Period. Yeah. 
you know, and the gifts that God gave you, whatever it is. So yeah. when Denise was like, you know, I'm loud and that, no, I want you to be loud. Right. Be loud. We all loud. Yeah. You know, Charday talking about she peeking, be loud. <laughs> Lord, I just try. I ain't trying to mess the file up. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Um, I guess for me, in terms of like feeling like my gifts weren't being cultivated, I think back to like being a kid. And my mom, I vividly remember this. I said something to my mom because I used to, when I was younger, prophesy, but as a child, not really knowing what I'm saying. Mm. And it was another older lady at our church who had noticed it or something like that. And I remember having a conversation with my mom about it. Maybe it was around like 10 or 11 or something like that. And I remember my mom, and no knocks to my mom, saying that she felt like my little brother was the pastor of the family and she was telling me that she felt like i was supposed to grow up and be on tv and be on the news and all of this stuff and i remember that vividly being like a turning point in my life where it was like "Mm, i thought god because i mean i grew up in the church so i felt i remember we used to play church oh i played church too girl girl And I remember wanting to be the person who like was preaching or doing mm-hmm. no whatever, and they be like, "No, you're gonna do the announcement." Uh, they try to play the you. announcement. The and, your, and your brother was the preacher, and he was the preacher. Or my I could see him being the preacher. <laughs> my cousin Tracy was the preacher. It was mm-hmm. always, you know, one Man. of the boys. Yeah. Mind you, I grew up in a house full, full of boys, boys. Right. Mm-hmm. so it was like I would read the announcements, but I'd be preaching them announcements. Yeah. Though. <laughs> Don't open your bulletins. <laughs> <laughs> to the to the the page of hey. listen. Don't play well, with me and no. read. <laughs> <laughs> don't play with me. And so it's like from a young age, it was almost like similar to what Denise is saying. Like women, especially back then, we thinking you know I'm in my thirties. This twenty years ago, yeah. That women aren't the preachers. Yeah. Women aren't. Saying sermon, women are doing the announcements. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, I went into entertainment. I went into being on the radio. I went into doing things in that industry, not knowing the entire time God was cultivating cultivating me for what I'm doing now. Of course, I'm director of marketing at, you know, a ministry. And I have the ability to take everything that I learned in that season of my life Mm -hmm. and use it for the kingdom of God to bring something fresh and new to what we're able to do for people to really be attracted to the gospel. And so, and then still being able to do Bible study and all of those things. But it's like in that season, I felt like that gift wasn't being cultivated because it wasn't allowed to be. And then on the other side, realizing God, God going to do what he, God be gotten. Yeah. Yep. God God. be doing what God God be gotten. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I, I don't really think I have anything to add uh, to what you all have already said. You do. I do. Yeah, because you know what? You, you said it. <laughs> not Denise. Denise you said You do. You do. Because do. you know what? I'm going to, and not to interrupt you because I know you got something to say. Because it was the exactly what you said. There are different bait. For different fish. And that bait is birthed out of your gifts, right? Yeah. yeah. It is. I'm just saying so Denise is gonna make me say something. I, <laughs> I feel, yeah, I feel like for me, my my journey throughout my gifts has been very difficult. I don't think I think when I hear you all stories, it's very much so others um, imposing their opinions upon your gifts. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's been a a personal battle um, 
with myself and my gift. Mm. Um, I my gifts range, um, and there are some gifts that I haven't even begun to to show or or uh, yeah to show to people or or yeah yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get my words because Denise is making me say something. I mean, that's. But I mean, there there's an audience funny. for that. The, though. Denise is staring at you. I'm staring at you. Like I because, know one of them mm-hmm. because there are people that relate to that. Yeah, I mean, and it's true. I just I and I I'll, I'll tell you where it has come from. It has come from witnessing church hurt. Okay, and it's come from seeing how people will take advantage of you and now. being a victim of it slightly. Like mm-hmm. it was almost like you know, um, I've seen it with my parents. I've seen it with family, um, where you you literally devote your your life mm-hmm. to ministry, and people will literally take that and and run over it and mm-hmm. take it for granted. And I know that that's not why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. You're not doing it to to get the praises of people, and I don't think that's that. Was in my heart but it's like I'm human right and so with me being human it's like you don't want to necessarily put yourself in a position to be uh to be in pain or to be inflicted um with pain from someone else and so from that it's like I will only give you so much and Mm -hmm. I know how much I can give where I can still protect myself Mm -hmm. and still leave somebody feeling some kind of way but in the end I I'll walk away feeling good. And I know that's selfish. I get it. I know, I know all, I know, I know, I know. All the- <laughs> <laughs> like, I <laughs> but no, I really do. I know that that's not the right way to, to go, you know, through it. And I think that's what I'm saying. It's a constant battle between me and God to just understand that like, you know, God, first of all, thank you for the gift. Thank you for giving it to me. Um, but help me to, to use it in how you want it to be used in whatever way that looks like that is the way it'll be. Um, and it, and we, Denise and I literally just had a conversation the other day and it brings us back to a thing we talked about on the podcast about God not caring if we're happy, Mm -hmm. you know? And I, I told Denise, I really had to like sit with that and understand that, you know, him, with his lack of concern of you being happy is he wants you to understand that it's so much bigger than you. Mm-hmm. Like kingdom purpose is so much bigger than you, Yeah, you know? And when you're using your gift, it is so much bigger than you. True. And so for me, it's like, I've gone through a, a period where I've suppressed the gift, um, just to feel comfortable. Um, but now I'm really in a, a, a place where I have to, I literally tell myself, I say, God, I trust you. It's not me. It's me encouraging myself, like, sis, do this, because you trust God. So I'm like, okay, God, I trust you. I trust you. It's like a, it's like I'm, I'm my personal cheerleader, mm-hmm. so that I can, I can do it. Because uh, otherwise, I'm gonna be like, I trust you, so that's why I'm gonna sit on down. And <laughs> I'm gonna let somebody else do it. <laughs> so that's why I'm saying I didn't. Re- at first, I didn't want to share that because I feel like you know, all you ladies are. I feel like you all are operating in what you what you want to do. And I just feel like I'm in my journey right now. And I don't think, I didn't think it would be fair to the listeners for me to, to share that. Cause I don't, I don't personally know if I've yet arrived to the place where I'm like, all right, this is what you're supposed to do. Cause I'm like, sis, I'm still doing it. And I'm <laughs> just, <laughs> go ahead, get it, get it together. Y'all. Get it together. Y'all. No. Cause she said, she said something. And I was like, Oh, you assuming. Um, cause Ooh. you said, uh, you said Ooh. you ladies are, um, basically 
you're you're where you want to be. Not yeah. at all. No, I mean, it's not. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that you're where no. you want to be. I'm saying that I see you all operating in it. She feels like we're in the vein. You're okay. in the vein. I don't feel like I'm in the vein at all. Just I yet. I, I don't believe that. But this okay. isn't a lower intervention. I don't want you to feel like <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's, and, it's fine. And I'll, I'll say that because okay, so. Um, oh, I can't even give the full details of this. But anyway, I can probably give a, a kind of overview. So Sylvester were ha- and I were having a conversation based off of something that we were doing. And um, so we were talking about gender roles and just how um, at a certain point in our marriage, the focus of, I guess, the... He was more of the cheerleader on the sidelines and I was the star player in the in the in the game mm-hmm. when it came to like career and all of that. This was when I was in the salon, the hair raiser, I was really working on things and whatnot and all of that. Mm-hmm. Now we are in a place of, okay, I just had Nova, second child, still trying to figure out what I want to do. I've had some transitional things happen with the hair raiser, trying to figure out some things. So it's like what do I want to do with this? And then, but with Sylvester, his business, well, our business, because he going to correct me if I say, uh, our business, the, the design side is flourishing. Then with ministry, certain things are moving certain ways or whatever, but I'm still being a support with him when it comes to that as well. And I was talking to him about, we were just talking about how it's okay within marriage because we were using it as an example with a, a particular situation when we were talking to someone else and how you, you know, people assume that, okay, you're always going to be the star. Like this spouse will always be the star player. And it's like, no, the, the roles in uh, it transit, there's transitions basically in your relationships. So when you said, you know, you're walking in the vein, I am actually currently in this space of trying to figure, figure it, it out. out. Yeah. You know? So it's like, I'm like, I can say I'm in the vein, but I'm still trying to figure it out. Right. But I'm in a place of where I'm okay. Me too. I yeah. remember, and I, I'm saying that because I remember when I had Haven. Yeah. After I had Haven, I had just uh, retired from being behind the chair, and I was not okay. okay. I felt like, because, I, well, one, I put so much pressure on myself to be the super mom. Like, after I have Haven, I'm about to get da 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 This time around... I was like, Father, you just show me where to go. Yeah. I ain't putting no type of pressure. pressure at all. And I am having, I want to say I'm probably the happiest in my life, even in the midst of uncertainty yeah. of certain things. Like, yeah. I am happy and I'm yeah. okay. And I'm happy in the role that I'm playing. I'm happy in, in how I'm able to support my husband and my family. Like, I'm just like, okay, Lord. So it's like, Sometimes those questions are just like, it's okay, you know? Yeah, I think so. I think for me the struggle is uh it's not it's not that I I'm not happy because I'm mm-hmm. actually in a great oh, place. Oh, I, I know, because I yeah. remember you telling us and I was just sitting there looking at you like yeah, I really, I think, yeah. I think you gave it a good word one time. We were having a conversation. You said, Lauren, it just seems like you're whole. And mm-hmm. I really am. I'm whole. Mm-hmm. But I think in my wholeness, I don't like giving things titles mm-hmm. because I feel like I'm, I'm still in the path. And it's like, I don't, I feel like sometimes, you know, when you're in the path of something, there's a pressure to 
to apply a title to mm-hmm. it. Like, oh, you're you're doing this. And it's like, sis, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's but okay. I know I'm moving. Right. You know? Right. So that's what I'm saying with you all. I can see a title. I feel mm-hmm. like I can see a title okay. behind what you're doing. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. I would just much rather in that moment, I was like, well, you guys continue, continue to share your story because right now, if you ask me what my title is, it's going to be unknown because mm-hmm. I just don't. No, and I, I'm I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like certain people, you know, if you're especially if you're sharing a testimony, you want to you wanna give it a title. You wanna mm. say that this, this is, is the, my gift. Yeah, this, this is, is where the I'm thing going. that I'm 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 going toward. I think that I appreciate your transparency. Yeah, I, me too. I think the great thing about that though is all of the cultivation happens when the title is unknown. True. And you're thinking like, man, I don't know what, I don't right. know what, I'm, I don't know I'm what I'm doing. This. This. Right, I'm just doing I'm this. Just, I'm just here. Mm-hmm. I'm just here so I don't get fired. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes when you show up for God, it's literally like, I'm just here so I don't get fired. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's where the cultivation is taking place. And that's what I've learned. Like in those moments, like I think when I first moved to Atlanta and I was somebody's assistant, it was my husband. Um, and I literally was like, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. Why did I leave my good job? <laughs> what am I doing? Right. I am blowing my life up. <laughs> Boom. Deep, those were the thoughts <laughs> that were going through my head. But it's like in that space, I was being cultivated. And I realized like that was the, the most important part of the process for me. Because it was a dying unto myself. Mm. It was a dying yeah, until yeah. I don't have no title. Yeah. I'm an assistant. Mm. And it was so, I, it was like damaging to my soul. Mm. It crushed me because it was like, I came from having it. Went it from it? such and such, such and such. And Listen, now was it damaging to your soul or damaging to your ego? Both, girl. Uh-huh. Yeah. Both. Duh. I can okay. understand. <laughs> Both of them. Both of them. Yeah. And I mean, for me, it was because not only did I lose this title that I had where I came from, yeah. but I lost the status of being surrounded by people who put me on this pedestal. Come on. Where I could walk up to any club and get in without paying Come at the on. door. Where I could go. I was good in any hood. I could go to whatever Not award show. Any. Whatever. Yeah. To a space where everybody's like, I'm sorry, what's your name? Mm. Ooh. I'm sorry, who do you work for? I'm sorry. Da, 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 da. And it's like... And you're like, you're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no sorry. It's like I was to, to the outward people, I was nobody. But in that season, God was showing me that I was everything to him. Mm-hmm. And had I not gone, gone through that process of being unknown, I wouldn't be where I am now. That was the cultivation I needed. Because where I am now... I'm in a space where people just be commenting anything under stuff on Instagram when I'm talking about Jesus. <laughs> and if I didn't go through a space of dying into myself, mm-hmm. dying into my ego, yeah. there are just certain things you don't have the capacity for right. if you will, if it wasn't cultivated. Mm-hmm. And where God is taking me, it's like, I need you to die into yourself. I need your ego to be at such a low level that a person can treat you like anything. And it's not going to cause you to snap out of who you know you are. Right. So I, I commend your vulnerability. Yeah. I am so excited for you. Absolutely. Because after that, I know, child, it be, you be, you be knowing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, she's right. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so we're going to take a break. This has been a great conversation. Mm -hmm. And maybe when we come back, we can discuss one thing Lauren said that I really think we kind of need to speak to is how you sometimes or not sometimes 
how you create the necessary boundaries surrounding your gift so that way you're not being manipulated or taken advantage of. And then we can That's also, so yeah, take, um, you know, just have some conversations about what it looks like for us in that trusting phase or in the unknown phase to, to get to the other side. So ladies, we'll be right back. Save Girl Secrets is brought to you by Feed Her. Head over to www.feedher.co for more information. All right, ladies, we are back and we've been talking about trusting the God in your gift. Um, I know one thing before we uh, went on break, Denisa was saying she wanted us to kind of just talk about, you know, how to walk in your gift and not allow others to what take advantage of it and boundaries. Yeah, yeah boundaries. boundaries. I'm gonna let you start, but I got some I got some I got some two cents, but I'm okay. gonna let you start. <laughs> so speaking of I'm gonna just, you know, be honest and transparent, obviously. So the two seasons where I feel like God really did the most work with, you know, building my confidence and begin to step out and really trust him is really when I, you know, begin to serve. And Ayana mentioned this earlier, but the moment like I submitted unto him my time without being paid, you know, just, you know, Ooh. and really being of service to my community, my church, um, and submitting to my leaders. And Ayana and Baka were those leaders at that particular time. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, we mentioned this on another episode, a safe space where it was like, okay, so what you want to do? And, you know, you, I see this in you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, and having not just my leaders, but those that I serve with also in that capacity and pointing out different things, it was like, oh, okay. So it's not just me. You know, like other people can see this gift or see mm-hmm. what what is on the inside that I can't put a name to or that I just don't quite understand just yet. Those seasons were like life changing. Also, this podcast, Aww. you know, like literally Aww. being like, OK, God, I'm going to speak. I'm going to say I'm going to do what you're telling me to do, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't I'm going to be very transparent. If you all listen to the first season, I was probably mute for a lot of episodes because I'm like, I just, ooh. I mean, she said, I don't even know why I'm here. <laughs> I was like, what? You don't know why? What? <laughs> But God had to do a work in me to like build me to a space where it's like, no, this this is really, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm called to do. People trust your voice or your leadership or whatever because of the call of my life. So it's mm-hmm. not the people, you know, it's not you at all. It's me operating through you that draws, you know, mm-hmm. the different bait or different fish. But that's that's my take on that. I know uh, one thing for me when it comes to boundaries is just saying no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's as simple as it sounds is like. I had to learn to say no when it came to boundaries and my gift and protecting all that God put inside of me. Because one thing is when people know what you're able to do, they Mm. will, especially in ministry, they will take advantage of that. And I just had to learn how and when to say no. Um, Because, and and I say when as well, because it's like when you have – such a genuineness and you're just a giver like mm. I, I when I do stuff I'm like I want to go all the way and I, I want to be able to give and devote all of my time and everything but I realized that I couldn't do that with everything and everyone um, because a lot of times people take advantage of it or you know so now um, especially as of late it's like if I'm if I'm diving into something it's because I want to do it it's because, good. you know, it's because, you know, it's not because of, uh, I guess, spiritual manipulation or church manipulation or whatever. It's because, OK, I believe God told me to do it and I'm going to do it. Um, 
based off of how what I can do um, because and and I feel like I, I needed that balance as well because I have children now and I didn't I don't want my children to grow up how I've seen other church kids grow up. I didn't necessarily grow up that way um, because my, I feel like my parents had a good balance of ministry and um, especially my childhood, because when my parents were like very, very active in ministry, um, it was between middle school and high school for me. And I was a very, especially high school, I was in a lot of extracurricular activities and they never, it never came to a point where they were like, oh, I can't do that because I got to go to church. It would be like, no, I can't do that because my daughter has something at her school and I need to be there. And I appreciated that. Um, but then I did see the other side of some of my peers where their parents were never there because they were always at church. Mm. And I was like, that's not going to happen with my children. Haven and Nova are not going to grow up looking at the church as, oh, you took my parents. Because I've talked to many young adults, teenagers who feel like the church took their parents and now they won't go to church because they feel like the church takes over people's lives. So the power of saying no, honestly, and creating those boundaries because you have to have a healthy relationship when it comes to who you are and what God is telling you to do. So I, I like that. I definitely think if I'm being honest and transparent, I feel like I'm still learning to say no. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that my personality and I mean, this goes into a whole deeper conversation, but I think because I had like guilt and shame from a certain part of my life, mm. I felt like I had to overcompensate by being there for people so that I could say that I'm not selfish mm. or that I'm not just about myself. Mm. I have to overcompensate by always saying yes if mm-hmm. somebody needs me. And I've been learning that that's not true, mm-hmm. that that is not honoring God that's bondage Mm -hmm. so that's that's the first thing um the second thing for me where boundaries are concerned is God also began to show me that a yes to somebody for something God didn't tell me to do is a no to something that he asked me to do for him that's That's really good and um is it God has to really show me that you know you're being manipulated by the enemy to monopolize your time to take you away from what I asked you Mm -hmm. to do Mm -hmm. And so the more and more I learned that, the more and more I realized that saying no is in rebellion to Satan. Mm-hmm. That when I say no to something that's not for me, I actively let the enemy know. I know exactly what God told me to do. And this ain't it. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Well, I think my <laughs> <laughs> I think my boundary, um, it, like I said, it's been personal. So my boundary has just been being quiet and hush. Um, because I feel like before I, I know I was in a frustrated position, so I felt like I had to over talk about what it is that I was doing or, uh, you know, try and make myself feel better by just keep, you know, girl, this is what I'm doing and I'm doing this and I'm doing mm-hmm. that. And like, it's like, I if they would look, you know, two weeks now or a month or a year, I really didn't do what I was saying. <laughs> so, you know, now I'm just. I'm just quiet. I'm just trying to hush and just listen to what it is that God is saying. I support my friends and what all they're doing. And, you know, I I love that. But as far as me, it's like, like I said, I don't, 
I'm really trying to guard what it is that God is doing because I don't know. And I don't want to give something uh, a title yet. Um, and that's not even what God has called for me to do. Um, so I'm, I'm guarding the gift, in other words. And that's the boundaries for me. It's just guarding it for this moment. Because I know that when it blooms, it's going to bloom in a way where everyone can see it. Yeah. And I don't have to speak on it, mm-hmm. you know, because I feel like that's one thing I can say about when God is in the midst of something and you see his hand on something. Uh, it doesn't need a vocal testimony. It, oftentimes it reflects who he is and just what it does yeah. in what it does. And so that's that's the disposition that I'm in. And I will say, and I'm just sitting here and I'm thinking about it. I had someone verbally attack, you know, what it is that God is. I know that God has called for me to do uh, this past week. And I so like verbally attacked it. Listen, I was sitting there like, who did what now? Yeah, so one verbally who said what? Who said what? Like, I can't expound on it right now, but it's literally it is so tell funny us after this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's it's so funny because it's like the things we were talking about visions and dreams, and it's like literally the visions that God has shown me concerning my life. They were saying every. Uh, Every word that they were saying was coming against that. The opposite of what yeah, right. you know that. The, what I know that he has called for me to do. And the enemy has done that before. And it brings me back to a quote that I said, the enemy attacks where he was last successful. Mm-hmm. The difference between the first time and what happened, you know, this past week was the first time I wasn't spiritually aware because I was too busy talking myself. I was too busy trying to make myself feel like, you know, you were doing that something. I was doing something. So when someone verbally attacked me, I felt like I needed to verbally attack them and go mm. against the very words that they said. The difference is this time when he when he said what he so said. So it was a he. <laughs> Child. When he said what he said, the difference was was I was so spiritually aware. I, I it, it hit it hit me. I'm not gonna say that it didn't make me feel some type of way because it did, but I was so spiritually aware I was able to take a step back. And literally speak against every word that he said against me using the word, using what it is that God had already showed me, using the visions that God has already showed me, using the scriptures that I had already begun to Mm. study just on my personal Bible studies without, you know, nobody there. Just me five o'clock in the morning going with just me and God. I was just so in tuned in Christ that I was able to attack it with the word and attack it in the spiritual realm. And I don't think had I not been quiet, I don't feel like had I not, you know, decided to just, you know, uh, invest in the time between me and God, it would, that same attack would have brought me back to the same space, Yes, mm-hmm. you know? So I just thank God that, you know, he allows for me to just hush and to, <laughs> <laughs> to finally just shut up and just really listen to what it is that he's doing continues to be my personal cheerleader because like I said if you're in an unknown space you don't know what's happening but you got to encourage yourself to keep going so I just say all my word is just like God I trust you I don't know what's happening but I trust you Mm -hmm. so I was my encouragement for your boundaries set boundaries for yourself tell yourself to be Mm. quiet and be okay if somebody got something negative to say because first of all it shows who they are it shows I, I told my mom like when Stuff like that happens. It shows me that they're broken because you're so broken. You won't even recognize that the enemy's using your voice to speak against something that he's called. So um, it just it it makes you aware. So just, you know, my boundaries, you know, be glad. That spoke to me. I needed that. Mm. (laughs) 
Well, I will Amen. say that I have really enjoyed this conversation, guys. Yeah. Child, so, Lauren just preached to me. Listen, <laughs> listen. I just hope that, ladies, if you're listening, that you have taken something away from this conversation, whether that is, you know, uh, what what's the scripture? Your, your gifts will make room for you in this conversation. You got, you know, giving your gifts to God has amplified other areas. You got, you know, not knowing what your gift is, but sitting and trusting that he's doing what he's doing, you know, enables you to fight back in a certain way spiritually. I mean, it's just it's so many gems that you can take away <laughs> from this conversation. Um, but if you ladies would like to continue, we just ask that you write a, a, a secret letter, excuse me, to savegirlsecrets at gmail.com. And I would personally love to hear them, pray over them with you. The doors of the DMs are always open. Um, and then you can just stay involved and attached with us through social media, Save Girl Secrets um, on Instagram, Save Girl Secret with no S on Twitter. And you can just google our search you know you really could google us but if you on facebook you can search save girl secrets and we'll pop up that way as well so uh with that we are out of here we love you good god bless you bye